Hi, you're listening to the America Season Podcast. I'm John Seagley, here today with Josh. We're going to talk the Manchester City win over Crystal Palace and look ahead to the upcoming Champions League matchup against Shakhtar. Josh, first off, man, what did you think about the overall performance from Saturday? Well, it's these are turning into the kind of comprehensive victories that Pep turned in with, with Bayern Munich, you know, and, and Barca. These are the kinds of score lines I was talking about on one of our last podcasts that, that this city squad are capable of achieving under Guardiola's guideline. Like, this is what people were hoping for when Pep came to Manchester City. Like, this is it. Yeah, definitely. It was one of those things where you knew what kind of quality of coach Pep was going to bring. And I think Manchester City fans were, especially during last season, just waiting for the results to show up. And I think it's safe to say that over this last, what, three weeks, that the results have been absolutely there in space. Yeah, I mean, they're turning in quality performance after quality performance. The goals are getting just better and better. Um, you know, we'll get into a couple of the goals scored on Saturday a little bit later in this podcast. But, you know, the, the finishing is starting to come together for the city squad. They're cashing in their opportunities. They're not being as wasteful as they were. And you're starting to see the effects of, of or, or these performances that are heavy on possession, where just City have a brutal amount of possession and are just able to wear down another team. Once again, they had in the 70s uh, of possession. Palace actually had a golden opportunity 18 minutes into the game, um, and, and it hit the post. You know, I mean, then the bees, that's how it goes. Um, you'll get those type of opportunities against City. They'll be few and far in between, but they're there. But on the whole, they just suffocated the life out of Palace. They just choked yeah. Oh, yeah. I, this was a game, it's like you say, Palace had one pretty good opportunity. I have not looked at what the expected goals were for this game, but I'd imagine, you know, Palace, that was probably up there. Um, in terms of, you know, probably being pretty, a, a, a decent chance. But this was a game I never really thought Palace was in any danger of taking it back or possibly stealing even a, a, a point from City. Well, I mean, City, City took a while to turn it in, you know. I mean, they didn't score until just before the half. You never know how it goes after that first goal goes in. If that if that goal goes in for Palace rather than hitting the post, maybe it's a little bit more scrappy of an affair. But, you know, this Pep Guardiola side has shown that even if the team scores on them, they're just going to come right back and get that goal. They press right out of the gate for that opening goal to give, them, give themselves room to work. So, yeah. You know, it, it'll be very interesting, you know, to see how this, this organism, because they're, they're actually getting people back. You know, Good Dewan's not as injured as, as they thought he was. Uh, Vinny's, you know, back, but it's too early for him to play. So this is a, you know, for, for the injuries that they're suffering, they've been fortunate so far. 
and and hopefully that's a trend that continues. You never want to see injuries, but you know if they play in games like this where they got five and six goal performances, you're going to get some pissed off teams. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a worry that I have. I mean, it's, it's not that they should take it easy on anybody by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a worry that I do have. I think that that is legitimate, especially against some of these teams that maybe have the more blue-collar type of, you know, mentality to them, kind of the old-school 1990s style where they're just going to kick you up and down the field all day. So I do think that that is a – I think that that's based in some reality there where – yeah, City do run the risk of a team maybe getting a little bit careless with their challenges, especially late in the game. We saw that already, you know, with Bournemouth and a little bit with Palace, so not much. You know, Palace are kind of used to it at this point, so they're not as <laughs> they're not as as nasty about it. But you know, Bournemouth certainly laid it on, and as you get into the Champions League. The tackles are only going to get harder the further you possess because everybody wants that ball just a little bit more. And this is a squad, you know, that, that it's, they have depth, but they don't have the kind of depth that allows them to, to suffer too many injuries. Yeah, and actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's a good segue into what I wanted to talk with you about. I know you and I were very big about City trying to sign more defensive players over the summer. And when Benjamin Mendy, you know, required the treatment on the field, he tried to play through it, it wasn't happening, and he got stuffed off. I have to admit, I I got a little bit worried right then. Yeah, I mean, these are the types of things that when a player comes off, you hold your breath, you know, because you never know what the – what the repercussions are going to be, how serious it is, even the simplest of things, you know, with Jay Deuce, you know, a rather innocuous-looking injury can turn out to be a fractured metatarsal yeah. or whatever, you know, just a fractured foot. And, and the dude's out for a significant portion of the season basically having some people revisit the campaign and say, well, what if Jay Deuce had been healthy? You know, how how good would City have been had he been healthy because of his scoring rate? Yeah. But the good thing is is that City are starting to get production from just about everywhere, and we saw that against Palace and, and just some remarkable goals, man, just some really remarkable goals. Oh, absolutely. Let's go ahead and start talking about those because I think that's hopefully that's what everyone took away from this game, apart from, you know, the concerns about Mindy, were the, the onslaught that City put on. And <laughs> go ahead and give me your reaction when you saw Sané put the first one in the net. Yeah, I mean, that thing was just a highlight real goal. The kid is, there's a reason why Pep Guardiola wanted him, and what I really loved about Saturday is that Sané had a miracle goal 
And then we saw Roz turn in a quality performance. So both of these young wingers, both of these young talents are coming good. And there was talk of, of somebody coming in for Raheem Sterling or Arsenal coming in for Raheem Sterling. And Pep's like, yeah, that's not happening, dude. Like, he's yeah. not going anywhere. Like, no. it got him under contract. He doesn't want to leave. If the player wants to leave, we'll talk about that. But, yeah, that's not happening. Basically saying, like, without saying it, like, why in the hell would Raheem Sterling want to go to Arsenal? Like, who would want to go to Arsenal right now? Like, people are trying to get out of that situation, not run into it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's, that's a very fair assessment. But getting back to the very first Sané goal, just personally, when I saw the touch to get his big toe on the ball, basically, and be able to control it, around the defender, my job, I mean, to, to use the phrase, it hit the floor at that point. It was amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was an immensely impressive goal, man. Like, it, it's one of those goals that you turn into a gif and, and you watch it over and over and over again. Like, it was one of several very, very beautiful goals in the game, but it was easily the most beautiful. Like, hands down, that was the goal of the game. Oh, absolutely. And to me, I mean, you know, there's a little bit of a mini spoiler here, but Sané was my player of the game, uh, not just for that goal, but then a few minutes later, the cross that he put in to Raheem to, I believe that was the one that doubled the lead, correct? Yes. To be able to, to get the ball, deliver it, and then, you know, credit to Sterling for putting it away. You mentioned earlier, City has been much more clinical, much more effective in their finishing, and there were some chances that were missed against Palace, but that was one that was served up to Sterling on a platter, and he put it away. Yeah, those are the goals that when 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 the work is there and the cross, like, those are the ones you want to see finish, you know? There will be times when, oh, okay, it was, a, it was a decent chance, but, hey, it just didn't work out. That's one that you you need to put the ball in the net. Like, that should be a goal, and it was. And, again, we come back to Sané's brilliant play, he put that ball exactly where Raheem Sterling could get it. Like, it whizzed past two defenders who weren't necessarily close, but they weren't terribly far behind either. Like, if he plays that ball wrong, the second defender can get there. You know, if he, if he plays it a little bit short, it goes into the second defender rather than Raheem Sterling. But if he put that damn thing right where it needed to be. Yep. Put it right where it And it was, you know, I mean, Sané's goal set up by, by Silva, and, you know, you have De Bruyne sending in a ridiculous ball to Aguero, who serves it up on a platter for Raheem Sterling. And then you come back again to Leroy Sané, who serves up another ball on just Aguero didn't even have to move. <laughs> he didn't even have to move. No, 
the goal to me kind of signified how confident City were and the confidence that just exudes throughout this team for this season. Do you see that as well with, with Delta, you know, just wanting to not only take the shot but bury it? Yeah, I mean, the confidence is there with all these guys now. I mean, they're just oozing it, you know. They're feeling it. They're willing to take shots. They're willing to take chances. They know that that team is firing on all cylinders right now and that even if they don't get their chance in, there's probably somebody coming up in behind them that as long as they put it on net, sort of like that that, that – saying goes in hockey, you know, you just put the puck on net and good things happen, and so too with football, you just, you got to start turning them in, wear goalies down, and sometimes you get a great rebound, and it's just, when you're feeling it like this, it's like Kobe Bryant when he shot 81. Yeah. And, and, and circling back to... What what we were just talking about, sometimes there's nothing you can do when a team is just playing that well, you know? It's like the Warriors. You just got to sit back and watch them. I think it's also very telling about the city squad right now that we talked about Sterling, Sané, a little bit of Aguero, just, you know, how he was able to deliver that header, and then Dell. And we haven't even talked about the performances of, everyone else on the field. I mean, KDB has, like you mentioned, that gorgeous pass to Aguero that set up the goal. Kind of that's what his at least third or fourth kind of hockey assist on this season. Yeah, he's had a remarkable run of putting the ball in dangerous places and it, it's it's like I just said, you know, even if the even if the first person through can't get it in there's usually somebody right there that he can pass to. And we saw that one, two, three, three, four times, uh, you know, against five times, kind of, against uh, Crystal Palace. It's just having so many people in that area, you can just lay it off to somebody for an easy goal. Yeah. But score lines with how City has been, what else can you really say? I mean, when you're when you're putting teams away like this, <laughs> kind of you, you run out of, of adjectives. Uh, yeah, adjectives to use and superlatives. And that's what I was trying to go for. Just had a blank moment there. But to me, I mean, it, this was a game that City had the better squad going in. Palace were in poor form. There was a little bit of pre-game chatter. You know, how much would carry over from Bournemouth game for City. There was a little bit of the slow start. But, like I said, I thought this was a game where I felt City were in control from the go. And City ended up putting away a lesser team in very convincing fashion. Yeah, which is exactly what you want out of them. You know, these are the teams that they should be. You know, it's sort of like the Levantas of the La Liga world. You know, if you're Barca and Real, you need to be beating them and getting your opportunities. But it doesn't always happen as games yeah. 
And, you know, sometimes even really good teams can run into trouble with these squads that are at the bottom of the pool because they have everything to play for, and and City has to keep that cutting edge. It's like Pep Guardiola was quoted as saying, everybody's playing at a high level because they know if they don't, they're out. The team knows what's expected of them. They know the form that everyone else is in, and if if a player is not at that level – that's not going to play him. I think he's made that abundantly clear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, the last observation I want to say, Josh, before we look at, at the Shakhtar game, is the formation that City played in, it was a 4-3-3, if I'm not mistaken, right, is what they yes. started offense? Yes. So I think it's another kind of – I haven't seen too many people talking about this, but – I also was very encouraged with the fact that City are demolishing these teams while playing both with five at the back and with the four. I guess three at the back is maybe a little bit more accurate, but regardless, you're seeing two very different formations that City have been employing, and it has not made a difference at all as to the scoreline. No, no. We we were wondering about this earlier. How would City perform in a four three three versus the three five two? How would how would things go and they mixed it up and, and this time, you know, they played Sterling and Sane and they still got the production. That's the thing right there, is that they still got the production and they were playing two younger talents and you don't always see that when, when they were playing Sterling and Sané in the past. But this is what Pep Guardiola wanted. He wants, he wants to have a lineup with these youngsters that are extraordinarily dangerous, have torrid pace, and can just whip up and down the wings, but also mm-hmm. produce moments of magic. And, you know, teams are starting to get the idea that these kids are for real and City have a boatload of talented, talented young players to go along with a couple world-class veterans and and some some talents that are emerging on to the world stage. Yeah, and for the rest of the Premier League and even for Europe in general, I think it's a scary notion for several teams that – especially for those who love to detract against City and will jump on Pep at every single opportunity. He's not giving them much to write about at this point as far as any negatives are concerned. No, but he's got a tough run of games here coming up, and, and we're going to preview one of them. But, yeah, you know. Well, go ahead and, I was going to say, go ahead and lead us into that thing, Josh. That's what yeah, I'm I mean, talking about, man. City have a tough run of games coming up, and, and we won't talk about Chelsea today. We're going to do that a little bit later in the week. But, yeah, City are going to have to earn their keep, and these are the, you know, the games that by which Pep Guardiola will be judged. And City have a golden opportunity to surge ahead in the Champions League by handily beating Shakhtar, who beats Napoli two weeks ago, so that was kind of the surprise of the group. It's not exactly, I would say, I think when most City fans, or I think when City fans saw this group, they're like, oh, okay, like, that's, yeah, there's 
game, but we will take it. Um, yeah, without question. I'll tell you what, man. When I saw it, I did a double take. I'm like, there's no way this can be this. This, this didn't happen, you know. Like I, I am still impressed by the group when I look at it. Like it's still like, how the hell did this happen? And in the cup draw too, did he pulled a lower division team at home? I mean, yeah. what is going on here? Let me put it this way. Things are lining up that Pep's going to have those questions lobbed at him if he doesn't knock them down, you know? City are now going to be prohibited favorites to win this group, especially after Napoli was beaten by Shakhtar. And, And the way that you do that is by pouncing on Shakhtar now, and then you've got Napoli, and then I believe Napoli again. I believe they played them twice in a row. They've had that happen in the past where, where City have had to do that. I think they actually did it last year, too. Point is, this kind of stuff happens. So, you know, going into Tuesday, it's it's a quick turnaround, and, and there are some question marks. Benjamin Mendy is going to be a game-day decision. It looks like he'll undergo a fitness test. Gundogan, well, so, you know, we kind of already covered this. Gundogan and company are back, but not back. They're just training. Uh, in Gundogan's case, it's light training. So, uh, City, City are a little bit banged up. Shakhtar is, is peaking at the right time. I believe they're, they're – Coming in here off of they've won what is it one two three four five six of their last seven and one that they didn't win was a draw so they're coming in on great form and and they've got the ability to turn goals in they're loaded with Brazilians it's gonna be a contest for Manchester City I mean they're gonna have to stop Marlos and Ferreira. Ferreira, I don't know. I believe that's how you say his name. So there are a number of of talented players on Shakhtar, and it's not going to be a pushover. But I say again, it's a game that they should win. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. It's it's a game that. It's like you said, I mean, at this point in the Champions League and on the form that Shakhtar are in, I would expect this to be a closer game or at least a, a game that City are going to have to really work for. But at the same time, you know, I, I kind of thought that going into their first Champions League game, I mean, that was an away game. We heard how Feyenoord's home crowd was raucous, how – if they were going to make it difficult, and so you put them away. That that game was over with after basically a half hour. So while I do think that Shakhtar are going to, to bring their best game, I think even with City's injury concerns aside, I can see this one going down a path where City do pull out a convincing win. Yeah, it's not like Shakhtar are – an amazing club. I mean, they have one Europa League crown. But let me ask you just a quick question. So, would you think neutral field, which, how would you compare Shakhtar to, like, Watford, Josh? I think Shakhtar would 
hang in there with Watford. I think they could. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, like that seems to be roughly maybe like uh, an equivalent thing. Like I've heard some other people talk about when you're trying to talk about these European leagues in the group stages and how they compare to teams Premier League. They've only gotten yeah. out of. I was going to say they've only gotten out of the group stage one time in the Champions League, and and they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. So, oh, excuse me, excuse me, I take that back. They've gotten out two times. One uh, in 2014-15, they made it to the round of 16. But that's their largest success in the Champions League. Outside of that, you know, City have a have a semifinal appearance and are starting to turn in more comprehensive performances in the Champions League. So this is this is a game they need to win. But I would probably yeah. compare Shakhtar favorably to Watford. I mean, they they win the Ukrainian League enough. They're they're yeah. a solid team. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And, and I'm not saying that to try to take anything away from, from Shakhtar, but I think it's good for us fans to kind of maybe have, like, a baseline. And so if you think about roughly maybe, like, the 10th the best team in the Premier League, City should be favored to beat the 10th best team in the Premier League. And to me, that's about where some of these other guys kind of come in at is around maybe that level. I think, though, with Shakhtar, what they're going to do is their kind of key to the game is to play that same very hard-nosed defense that they showed against Napoli. I mean, I think everyone expected Napoli coming in to be scoring goals possibly at a rate similar to what City have been doing. And instead, they got shut out against Shakhtar. They they put the the, the clamps down on them. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised by by that performance. I I thought Napoli would be the second you know most competitive team. I, I if any team was going to give City a run for their money in this group, I thought it would be Napoli. You know, I mean they're not yeah. overwhelmingly good, but they possess enough quality, and they are building. The sale of, of Higuain, I'm sure, is going to mm-hmm. go over nicely in the, in the coming years, but that's really the, the, you know, they lost Higuain, which I think sort of neutered their offense a little, but Napoli should have done better than that, but Shakhtar just they shut them down defensively and, and were good enough going forward to make it count. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of only had, you know, very – Shakhtar didn't create too many chances, but turns out all they needed was one, and they got the goal, and that was his scoreline, 1-0. Do you want to go ahead, Josh, and to kind of get this thing wrapped up, do you want to do a score prediction for tomorrow's game? Uh, sure. Why don't you go ahead and uh, pick yours first, and then I will go after All right. I'm going to go 4-1 City. I will go optimistic. I think City will put four past Shakhtar. If that's the Etihad, I expect Jesus and Aguero to both start this game. So I'm going 4-1. I think Shakhtar may score one off of the set piece. But aside from that, I, I think that they're going to get shut down. 
Okay, I think it's going to be 3-1. I think that Shakhtar may even go ahead. But City will, will find a way. They will just bombard them too much and, and will turn in their opportunities. I think that uh, they'll, they'll get the third goal as Shakhtar pressed to try and equalize late in the game, and that will allow City to just get another one. But I'm going with 3-1. This sounds weird, but City are due to have at least a competitive game. If that makes sense. I don't. I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think they can all be ass kickings. You know, they, they, just, yeah. they just can't all be. The law of averages will come into play at some point. I agree with you on that one. Uh, I just think that will come later on in the season. Hopefully not against Chelsea on Saturday, but like you said earlier in the podcast. I think you and Gray are on the table to discuss that one later on the week, so we'll see. That's it for me then, man. Did you have any final thoughts, or we good to go ahead and uh, – Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you and yada, yada, yada. All right, sounds good. So, as I said, I'm John Siegley. I'm on Twitter at J-D-Siegley, S-E-I-G-L-I-E. We are the America Citizens Podcast. That's America, no N, due to the Twitter name length restriction. But you can follow us. Yeah, we try to live tweet during the games and then just do some commentary throughout the week. So definitely head over to Twitter, give us a follow. And how about you, Josh? How can people hear uh, more of what you got to say, man? They can uh, follow me on the Twitter at Fight on Twist. I got a little bit check mark next to my name. So uh, yeah. Uh, outside of that, I tweet from America Citizens, and you can also talk to me there if you want. So, yeah, that'll do it. Ray and I will be back later in the week to review the Shakhtar Donetsk game and preview Chelsea. For John, I am Josh. You have been listening to the American Citizens Podcast brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, and we will catch you next time.